Volunteers are still travelling to Hawke's Bay from around the North Island to help with the clean-up eight months on from Cyclone Gabrielle. Speaking of wild weather, temporary housing requirements mean paid accommodation is in short supply, so locals are offering up their spare rooms or letting motorhomes park on their lawns. Volunteers say the hospitality they've been met with has kept them coming back. Kate Green has the story. Marie Langford from Green Meadows first offered up her spare rooms in March and she's been hosting volunteers ever since. Most have stayed in our house because we're empty nesters now and we have a four-bedroom house. Um, so we've had also people, some people come in mobile homes and, and stay a bit more independently, just come in for the occasional shower. She says some volunteers come more than once and she's made some lifelong friends. They find work in clean-up crews clearing silt, stripping homes, repairing fencing or cooking meals for displaced families. She says the stream of volunteers has been pretty steady. It just is a continual need because obviously our motel accommodation is quite full with people from the, that have lost their homes from the floods as well. So it, it sort of whole thing's quite tricky. They stay anywhere from two to ten days, hailing from as far afield as New Plymouth, Tauranga and Bay of Plenty. Marie Langford says she's happy to cook for her guests, but often they bring their own food and enough to share. She says there's a certain amount of survivor's guilt to her decision. Her home wasn't touched by the flooding, and now she's trying to do her bit. Their guests include Natasha Tanner and her husband Reuben, who have travelled six times from their home in South Waikato to join the Hawke's Bay clean-up crew, which has anywhere from 5 to 30 volunteers at a time. Natasha says seeing the devastation in person, they had to come back. When you start seeing that load come off, the, um, the weight come off the homeowner's shoulders, and you just start seeing that hope come back in their eyes, and like, you know, they can see a way forward. She says social media has been the most powerful tool for coordinating volunteers. When they posted asking for a place to park their van, Marie Langford reached out. As soon as they arrived, they were offered the spare room instead. We were quite overwhelmed because they were just so hospitable and loving and just appreciated the help coming from outside of the district. Others have moved to be closer to the clean-up. Seeing the destruction in Eskdale, Monique Tapara and her husband moved into a vacant Category 3 home which the owner had walked away from. Once its silt-covered orchard is cleared, they have plans to build up to 10 cabins, small enough that they don't need resource consent for displaced locals and visiting volunteers. They're just going to be, you know, simple, three-by-threes, and you have to have a permit for them, you know, but comfortable. A local church has already donated a shower block and a toilet block. Monique Tapara says the lack of housing is deterring volunteers. You know, we've got a little community hub that we get donations for, you know, pie and all that, those little bits. And we're going to try and start a garden so we can also try and start feeding people too. With silt still thick in places like Eskdale and so many people uninsured, there's plenty of volunteer work left to do.